Welcome to another episode of Creative Distillation. Your hosts, Jeff and Brad, from the University of Colorado Boulder's Leeds School of Business, discuss entrepreneurship research while enjoying fine craft beverages. As you may recall, we began our LA road trip at Real Soda. While there, Real Soda's Danny Ginsberg strongly suggested we visit the Hop Saint Microbrewery in Torrance, California. Their delicious New Orleans-inspired menu and ultra-clean beers did not disappoint. We sat down with founder and director of operations, Stephen Roberts and brewmaster, Brian Brewer, to learn more about Hop Saints' origins and their clear vision for true community, built on craft beer. Enjoy and cheers. Welcome to Creative Distillation, where we distill entrepreneurship research into actionable insights. I am your host, Jeff York, Research Director at the Deming Center for Entrepreneurship at the Leeds School of Business, University of Colorado Boulder. I'm not coming to you from there today. I'm coming from the road, but uh, first let me introduce my uh, co-host. Hey, Jeff. It's Brad Warner here, the Faculty Director at the Deming Center, but also entrepreneur and definitely now becoming converted beer drinker. Oh, yeah. And if this place doesn't convert you into a beer snob or lover of beer, I don't know what will, Brad. We're still continuing our L.A. road trip. Yeah. We're at Hop St. Brewery in Torrance, California. It's Wait, a, hey, you got to stop there for a second. Let's, I let's, do. Yeah, let's talk about why we're actually here. Because Why are we actually here? Well, we came here for lunch yesterday. Why is anyone here, Brad? You know, we came in here for lunch yesterday and liked it so much that we had to find uh, the owner and the brewer and get him on because this place is f***ing awesome. It really is. Uh, Oh, awesome. You guys are both owners. Fantastic. Co-owners, yeah. So we got joining us today. First of all, we got Steve Roberts, who's the founder and co-owner of Hopsing. And we also have Brian Brewer, uh, co-owner and brewer here at Hopsing. Welcome, Brian. Hello. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So as Brian was saying, we're on a little L.A. road trip. We're visiting USC for a social entrepreneurship conference. But being the rigorous academics that we are, we, we had to go find breweries to uh, talk to as well. We came in here yesterday. And uh, Joel and I, we, we literally came here as the closest brewery we could find. First of all, we drove up and came in this space. This space is amazing. Thank you. Uh, there are paintings of blues guitarists, and you guys do a whole like smoked meat menu, which is something you don't often see in California breweries. Having uh, grown up in Memphis, I'm pretty used to this kind of menu, but not a California menu. And then we ate, and we were like, oh my god. God, the food is good here. This is a big step above normal brewery food. And then we drank, and we're like, oh, and it's also a big step above brewery beer. Uh, so we were really impressed. Like, uh, Steve, you know, how, how did this come to be? Um, just for all the things you just said, you know, it's a, a love of food and, and, and beer. And, I, and Ryan and I share that vision, and so we found each other in a unique way and we're here and what you just said was like kudos to us in the sense that you get what we try to do and thankfully you enjoyed it so that's why we're here people enjoy what we do great beer great food very much so steve is this your first brewery it is so t how do you even uh decide to attempt the beer industry uh i've, I've actually brewed beer in the past i owned a the first craft brew centric restaurant bar in the South Bay in the 90s and that, that should have been a brewery my goal was to have a brewery and, and so I just kept on the track and Brian and I found each other and we made this happen you know so how, how old is the place 
Eight years. Eight years. And by the way, it's almost one o'clock and the place is packed. I mean, that's a real testament to both food and beer. And I think that, you know, especially on a Friday, Friday lunch hour can turn into happy hour real quick. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's always happy hour at Hops and Beer Company. <laughs> but not for us, because we got to get back to the conference for more presentations, uh, right, Brad? Uh, yeah, maybe. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at the taps up behind the bar. How many, how many beers on taps do you have here, guys? Uh, we have 20 taps here, and we try to fill out as much as we can with our own libations. Uh, typically, we'll have a minimum of 10 house beers, average around 13 to 15. Yeah, it looks great. And we, had, we tried a few yesterday. We, I see we have a tasting set up today, which is fantastic. Uh, and I also see that you, have a, that you can beer as well. Yeah. Yeah, we have uh, a trusted local company come in with their mobile canning line and uh, we do some select runs throughout the year to try to get cans into the hands of customers. Uh, really we've, cool. had, we've had to pivot, you know, with COVID and, and the market shifting a little bit and so that's one of the ways that we did and uh, it's been great to get, get beer to more customers. How, how did you survive COVID? Uh, barely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like everybody, it was, it was brutal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, I'll, I'll weigh in on that. We're fortunate enough to be in this community and community-based business long enough to create a base of that community to support us through our protocol and our steps. Christina, who runs our floor and the restaurant part of it, really was instrumental in making that happen. And Brian you know, stepped on the pedal with the quality of the beer. We, we never lost sight of the quality aspect and the community aspect. And because of that, we're lucky enough to be here when others aren't so lucky. So you know we're, very, we're very thankful. We, we, we hear that a lot. Actually, community is key to these businesses. Yes, definitely. Quality, obviously, yep. right? And also a sense of collaboration, I'm imagining, within your industry as well. Yes. Yeah, we uh, definitely have been doing as much as we can on the collaborative efforts to, uh, you know, cross-market and also help share with the world other breweries that we hold in high esteem and likewise. Right, so. right. By the way, what is your website? Hopsaint.com. Right. H-O-P-S-A-I-N-T.com. Okay, so I'm looking. There's a hell of a beer list here. Yeah. Yeah, we try to do a, a full list of uh, West Coast-centric hoppy selections as well as German and Belgian-inspired beers, uh, seasonal offerings. You know, we, we really do toe the line as best we can uh, as being a brew pub, which is right. what you expect, and a, a distributing brewery. Okay, but what really resonated with me was the one beer that you provide, a dollar per pint, for ALS research. Yes. Tell me how that came about, and um, I, I think that that's really special. So that is our Cacophony IPA, and uh, that's one we do once a year with ales for ALS. It's a fundraising campaign uh, brought on by a consortium of hop growers, sellers, and research entities to help end ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease. For us, it was a no-brainer. I've personally been on this program since before the Hop, uh, Hop Saint was even open, so for me it was a personal story, but Steve was on board with it, and I was uh, happy to continue on the yearly tradition, and it's raised a lot of money for our research. Right, and it's personal to many people at this table, too, so we all thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, thanks, really, thanks really, for the support. Really great. I mean, I'm looking at the awards and all this, but I'm also looking at the social good. And there are there are a lot of awards here. Folks that are listening to us from Colorado, uh, you've been to the Great American Beer Festival. I'm sure. Yes, we have. Right? We have. Uh, which is a hell of an event. But let's talk about peer attention because that's the picture I see with a lot of awards hanging uh, out. I had that yeah, yeah. We actually fantastic. won a uh, silver 
at 2017 GABF on that one. It was actually our first time ever entering Great American Beer wow. Festival, so that was a, a huge honor and surprise. Right. You know, with COVID, we haven't had the emphasis so much on competitions, but we're getting back into that now as we're coming out the backside of that. So I uh, hope to see more of those medals on our beers in the, the near future. All right, Brian, let's get to it. Let's talk some tasting here. I have one yes. quick question. Oh, yeah, first. So I've had the duck. I've had the pork. I had chicken today. How did you guys get into doing your own smoked meats in a brewery? Ultimately, it's it's a natural combination. Right. You know, um, the craft to me, that. what we think sets us apart is that, you know, we're in California, and right. we're the motherland for produce. And so we have a connection to small farmers and small farms. It's what drives us. So we get to use the freshest, best ingredients that you have at our hand and to pair it with you know great beer with the greatest ingredients and where that's concerned it's a, it's a no-brainer and it's worked you're here now as you said earlier we're busy and we're busy for a reason and we're yeah. thankful that people recognize the effort that we put in to bring something different to the table and to your glass yeah. than you would get somewhere else and oh, man, so man, you're the, here you're the, here you found us so the here. love comes yeah. out in the food i mean it really does i've i've eaten in hundreds of breweries and this is, no doubt, some of the best food I've ever had at any brewery. I mean, Joel and I uh, ate lunch yesterday, and then we ordered a second lunch because <laughs> we just wanted to try more food. It's so good. That's, that's a, a true testament. Mean, I didn't mean to come between you and your beer, Brad. I just, uh, it's, 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 not, it's, it's not that. They're, they're synonymous here. I mean, we wouldn't be here with one or the other. It's combined. Yeah. It's yeah. a brew pub, like Brian said earlier, and they've worked in that way. Right. And for those reasons. And so... We take it all serious on both sides of the equation. So, and by the way, if you're not a meat eater out there, we still do have amazing salad, fresh uh, farmers market veggie selections here. Yeah. So we've got something for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we had we had some of the vegan options as well. That was good. Uh, everything was delicious. I mean, here. I, I guess. I don't know. I, there's just a lot of love in your food. Yeah, we we kiss everything around, with fire and smoke, you know. Yeah. Uh, in the kitchen wise, and, and the thing about what we do here, and Brian has embraced that as partners, is right. that we think that great quality gets all. Yeah. That's it. That's our motto, and we stick to that. All right. I'm a transplant from Chicago to Colorado, and I will tell you. It's worth getting on a plane to have lunch and a couple beers here. I really believe that. It's close to uh, LAX. Yeah, yeah, right. right. Yeah. I mean, I, I did it. <laughs> I'll go with you. That's awesome. Okay, let's talk. Beer. All right, Thank now you. we go. All right, so we got a little flight here. Um, the three beers I chose for you guys were the Kolsch Enough, it's a German style Blondale, the Pure Intention, which we mentioned before, which is a, a pale ale, but not in the traditional West Coast sense. It's got a little bit of specialty malt and uh, color to it, as opposed to most of the West Coast IPAs and pale ales you see are, you know, blonde and bone dry. I think it brings something special to the, the table with the combination of the hops and malt that we use on that one. And then thirdly, we have the Cacophony IPA, which we also mentioned, which is our uh, yearly Ales for ALS uh, awesome. funds generating beer. Awesome. Love it. So we're going to start off with the Kolsch. Okay. Uh, Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Brian. Cheers. Man, that's clean. It is. Yeah, it's, uh, clean. it's a very dry, complex beer. It has some little fruity esters from the special German yeast that we use, but uh, it doesn't get in the way of, of the dryness and the drinkability of the beer. It's a great entry-level beer for somebody who's not familiar with many craft styles. It goes great with the food. 
and it's not just a one-dimensional boring beer. Yeah. It's a session beer too, right? You can drink Definitely. this all, in, all day long. Yeah, it's under five percent. It's uh, I believe four point eight percent is what it's clocking in at. So it's relatively dry, light, easy to drink. What, uh, I mean, I know you're using ale yeast and then uh, lagering this, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So we use a German Kolsch yeast from the uh, Cologne region. Wow. And we get that in and we, we treat it much like they would in Germany and, and ferment at ale temps, albeit slightly lower. And then we give it an extended cellaring and lagering phase like you would a traditional lager yeast. So Brad has become somewhat obsessed with lagers in the course of the podcast. Yep. What are your thoughts on this, Brad? I, this think, going... I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's light. It's it. It doesn't blow your taste buds away. Right. Uh, there's no lingering aftertaste. I I, I think it's a great go-to beer. And get that nice hint of like fruitiness, like a, I mean, almost like a little apple is what I pick up. Or? Yep. Yep. It's uh, the pear and apple is what it's referenced as in the fruit esters generated by that specific yeast. Right. And this one's also a prize winner I saw on the on the board over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, we've won a, a few medals. Um, I think it was San Diego International Beer Competition and LA International Beer Competition they, as well. They've got a lot of ribbons and medals, so it's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you, you said you made a mention earlier to it's really clean. Well, when I'm out and about and and you know in, in the conversation, I always refer to Brian's beer as uh, Brian's clean beer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. beers no, are I mean, super, super ever. bright and clean. And, and there's nowhere to hide with a beer like this. That's right. It's, it's kind of like the difference between like playing a solo on electric guitar versus an acoustic <laughs> band in a bluegrass band. Exactly. So you might you know, stumble through it in a bluegrass band and get away with it, some stuff and then strong. Yeah. But when you're plugged into like, you know, you got your Les Paul and you're out there with your stack, everybody's going to hear every note. Oh, yeah. And this yeah. beer, you, if there's anything off, you're going to taste it. It's just so, so clean. Thanks so for nice. recognizing that. Yeah, it's, I, uh, I take pride in our German-inspired beers, and they are definitely the more technical uh, beers to execute. What's your process for deciding what beer you're going to put on tap, what beer you're going to even brew? Uh, well, at this point, I mean, it's kind of taken my entire career and put it all together as far as what I've learned, what I know I like as far as yeasts and grain for specific beer styles, and what I think will be well received in this market so it's a combination of both it's a marketplace thing for sure but staying true to what you really do well are you listening to the folks at the bar saying hey oh yeah of course Right. And the sales, sales don't lie. Oh, you bet. They so, don't lie. You know. Yeah, it was right, right before we started the podcast, we were talking to a couple who just got engaged, and they were in here celebrating. I mean, that's, I think that's, that's great to, to hear. Yeah. Aspect, right? Right. Yeah, that's, here. that's what we want to be. We want to be your community, family space, uh, eatery, watering hole, celebration space, all of that. It's, it's awesome. Like, yeah. Okay. Awesome. What's up next? All right. Next, we have the pure intention. So this is our pale ale. It's uh, mosaic heavy on the dry hop with a little bit of uh, El Dorado. So it's going to have a very tropical forward nose. Uh, I get almost a guava blueberry note on it with a little bit of citrus rind. Yeah. That's, that's all the, the combination of the hops with the specific specialty malts we use. If we were to dry hop this beer, say an IPA with these exact hops, you wouldn't get the exact tropical fruit guava expression. It, it's, it's kind of something we stumbled upon and... Uh, stuck with it because it was just very unique what do you think Jeff this is what I got yesterday and that's why I was like oh we got, we got to talk to these guys somehow because awesome. uh, I, I there's so much hop in the nose and then when you when you drink it though yeah this is dry hopped heavily at uh, 
approximately three pounds per barrel, which is what we do our IPAs at. So it's a pale ale, but it's dry hopped like an IPA, which is why it has that expressive nose. It's super balanced. I like to call it Thank entry, entry level IPA. Yeah, no, yeah, that's what exactly. I was thinking. It's like, it's or your like, day IPA or to me, this is a perfect beer kind of where I have been with my beer consumption lately because I kind of went over the top with IPA. Like, yeah. I just drank so many. I mean, we, we're from Colorado, and, like, every freaking brewery is like, you know, oh, we're going to do an East Coast hazy, like, that actually burns oh, the can, back of your throat with hot oil. They now, can be, they can be annihilating in body and thickness and, right. and calories and hop IBUs and all that. We try to avoid all the extremes. Right. here and try to find the balance with the expression and uniqueness in it you know to yeah. make it our own I, I, i'm gonna go back to brian's clean beer yeah. moniker <laughs> yeah. it's clean it's uh, super you know, clean some great beers in colorado and all over the country right now the movement is real it's not going away ipa say oh you know you want to diss on ipa well you're so, sorry it's in the numbers ipa yeah. is here to stay oh yeah, oh, yeah. and, and yeah. the thing about it is it's, it's striking balance and you're keeping it super clean and Brian's a master at it, as far as I'm concerned. No, I totally agree with you. Because, like, I mean, you know, this isn't to have all the big alcohol and the super overdone hops where you can, like, have a beer. I mean, you know, I've done a lot of brewing, and, I mean, you know, you make a huge IPA, you can make a lot of mistakes and kind of get away with it with people that don't know what they're drinking. But this beer, again, nowhere to hide, super clean. You get all that nice hop flavor without that burning bitterness on the back of your throat that you get with like an overly hot beer. And you can actually drink a few of these at lunch and then like function yeah, exactly. for the rest of the day, yeah, which that, is that was which was good yesterday because we had to go do more podcasting after lunch so, <laughs> and today. Yeah, that, that was pretty much the, uh, the idea for that beer is people want an IPA and they want to be able to have one or more or maybe two for lunch and not be right. drunk. I despise session IPAs. I think they taste like grass yes. and hay and overly hopped beer. Yeah. There's no balance to them, at least the ones I've tried and the ones I've yeah. made. So this was kind of, it fit that, you know, lower alcohol IPA-like beer. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big session IPA guy either. I uh, We got given a bunch. came and went for a reason, no, I think. You know. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> it's like uh, brute IPA, you know. Like, yeah. session, <laughs> session is either like, you know... That's a surf session or a, yeah. a ski the only session. session beer. <laughs> it's not a beer session. You know? The only session beer I right. like is beer that isn't called session beer. It's like when you go to the UK yeah. and you yeah. get hand cask pulled beer, and it's only 3%, but, man, it's just full of flavor. And, yeah. and nobody's t- – they're like, what? Be oh, like, like, beer. what are you on about, mate? Beers. You don't know about no session? Uh, anyway, it's, uh, <laughs> that was my – that was my – Really bad Cockney accent. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah we, you know, Sessions can go bad. Yeah. We, we, do like a, we do the East Coast hazy slash hazy. Uh, sure, I see IP them on the bar. IPA beers here too. And we put our own spin on it, you know. We don't try sure. to go, you know, super thick bodied with it to where yeah. you can actually have a pint or two as well of those. And it's a little drier than some. But sure. All right, uh, Brian. All right. Uh, we have another beer here. Yeah. So this is the Cacophony IPA. It's made with a special hot blend that comes out every year from ales for ALS. Most of these actually are experimental hops each year, and it can be a new blend every year. This year, I believe it was Mosaic, Citra, Simcoe, and a mix of about three or four different experimentals, which are numbers only at this point, Okay. which makes it very fun because these are new to, new to the brewers and the public, and it's for a good cause. So it's kind of a threefold. It makes you feel good, it's exciting, and it tastes great. It tastes great, actually. <laughs> well, all right, Brad. So we're developing your beer nerdiness here. Yep. Give us some descriptions. What are you tasting here? What do you think? Uh, what, so first of all, what am I smelling? Yeah. I'm smelling a little bit of fruitiness. I don't know what kind of fruit, though. Yeah. Um, 
taste is I just want to drink more. So I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you describe that feeling is. It's not alcoholism. Good. It's just uh, <laughs> it's just good. Uh, yeah, this, this particular year had a very uh, tropical citrus, yeah. fruit forward nose, a little bit of pine, kind of a mango lingering yep. uh, note on the on the flavor end of it. Goes very well with the West Coast IPA. Yeah, and, yeah. It, do, and it doesn't. The finish isn't too strong. It doesn't stay with you t- too long, right? There's a there's a finish, but right. it's I've had finishes that just don't go away. Yeah, like I said, we uh, we really toe the line of West Coast, but with balance. Right. And so our IPAs, while you might find certain West Coast IPAs bitter to, to 70 IBUs and right. above, ours is closer to around 50 to 55. Right. The pure intention we just had, which is the pales, 35 to 40 range. So yeah. about 10% less than average in the industry for a West Coast IPA. But I think it lends itself to the drinkability and you actually taste more of the flavor components of the hop instead of the bitterness. Yeah, and the beer's great. I'd have another one of these. It's got a lot of complexity to it. It's not super super like assertive like i would even say i would even say the pure intention is more assertive in the hop area but this one i don't know man there's a lot of different like layers of hops even like i mean different types of hop flavors that come through and it's really cool that's the fun of those experimentals you know it's a it's a grab bag and uh every year in fact one year uh we had the honor to be one of the selectors for the hop blend uh each year they select multiple lots, multiple experimentals, and a, a group of great brewers get together, and uh, I, you know, always looked up to that group, and one year was super lucky to do it, and so I have, you know, even more of a tie to this this yearly program now, and uh, happy to be a part of it. You know, when, when you get into the tasting part of it, and what you said, like, you, you could have your conversation, you could have his conversation, Brian, I could have the, all different conversations. I think when you get into the flavor profile and how that all works, it's the eye of the beholder. The thing about it is, there's so many different things out there on the, on, in the marketplace. I think uh, when you find something that you really like, yeah, you tune into it and you figure it out. Yeah, well, and everybody, I mean, everybody tastes these things differently. Right. Absolutely, you know. absolutely, that's the point. But the, like, I, like you were saying, Steve, I mean, the one thing that people <laughs> taste consistently is when beer is of high quality. Clean. Yeah. Clean, Clean beer. well yeah. done. You may not know how to describe the beer, right? But you know if you like it and you want another one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Well, cheers to that. Yeah, this cheers. Is delicious. And this is new for me because on my picks, I'm going to go with our number three choice. If I was here to have another beer, this is the beer I'm going with. You have never chosen an IPA, ever, ever. ever. Well, thank you. And you had a Pils earlier. I did. And, you're choosing, and, and Pilsner's been his go-to for a yeah, while now. But no, the it, Pils is great. Maybe too. I'm thinking that, that we have to go to a. Yeah. academic conference i'd rather sit here and drink some of these things <laughs> but brad we've got to get We're back to the conference because <laughs> you, you've got to go to your first paper session that's going to be riveting yeah it's going to take a couple ipas and there will be no there. beer there sadly but maybe we'll take some with us uh, 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 so we're gonna we gotta we gotta grab a few beers yeah, we can uh, for that, sure yeah. we want to take them to go we're gonna go back to the conference we're going to uh, get people to come talk to us about their paper and feed them this beer and, t- and spread the word about how great Hop Saint is. This place is fantastic. Uh, yeah, guys, thank Appreciate you guys. very thank much. You. Yeah. Thank you guys for being here and finding us. Yeah. We're over here tucked in the corner. Yeah. We found us. We're thankful. Yeah, we, so we heard about this place. We were over at Real Soda and Real Bottles. Uh, Danny Ginsberg, we were talking to him. And he is like, in my mind, epitomizes the California spirit uh, of just like, I think he said something like, I'm an eccentric guy. Somebody says, don't cross this line. I immediately jump over and go, well, why not? And he, we were talking to him about beer. And he's like, you guys got to get over to Hopsay. 
He's like, it's a, well, the best brewery around here, and you will love the guys there. And he was right. Thanks, thanks for, the, for the shout out. Thanks, Danny. Danny. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank, thank you for everything. Yeah, hey, yeah. That's what it's all about. That's yeah. Why, that's why we're here. The word of mouth. Yeah. Here's the power. Well, we will certainly spread it because uh, this All place right. is fantastic. So, again, that's Hop Saint in Torrance, California. If you're in the L.A. area, make sure you get out here. Can people buy your beer? Like other, Where are you distributed, guys? Uh, we're just in California at the moment, predominantly Southern California. But uh, we're looking into, you know, direct-to-consumer options. And oh, awesome. we're, we're growing. So, yeah, keep well, an eye and, out for And us. your design and logos are really cool, too. So if people want to go to your website, I'm assuming they can order that stuff there, maybe? Yeah, or yeah. We're working on uh, online merch and uh, marketplace and all of that so as you know like i said now we're coming out of the pandemic we're focused and we're looking at getting into more hands so you'll see us around good enough for brad to jump on a flight to have lunch and a few beers <laughs> i'm serious well, <laughs> I, know. I won't dispute that's that. awesome i mean that's no, a pretty no. good pull quote. I, I am truly good enough serious. to jump on a flight what a great a afternoon beers. that would be especially yeah. if you got those miles you might yeah. as well use them right, right. Yeah. guys thanks again for having us here this is great we really appreciate your time and uh we know you're busy because this brew house has been cranking it took us quite a while to actually get somebody to like talk to because you guys were so busy brewing so much it's awesome yeah well we appreciate your time and uh appreciate you seeking us out really uh cool to have you here our pleasure one mile from the beach it's awesome so so again i'm jeff york uh, research director at the deming center for entrepreneurship at the university of colorado boulder uh i was here today with my uh co-host and new ipa fan think about that did you ever think that you would say that to me i you know you're you, I, I never thought we would taste a kolsch uh, a pale ale, a pilsner, and an IPA, and Brad would like be going for the IPA. That's that's how good this place is. It is really good. I'm Brad Warner. I'm an entrepreneur, uh, and I'm a real fan of Hop Saint. And he's getting ready to go to his first academic conference ever. Welcome. Here we go. Hit the road. <laughs> See you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Creative Distillation, recorded on location at Hop Saint Brewing in Torrance, California. Learn more and order merch at hopsaint.com. We'd love to hear your feedback and ideas. Email us at cdpodcast at colorado.edu. And please be sure to subscribe to Creative Distillation wherever you get your podcasts. The Creative Distillation Podcast is made possible by the Deming Center for Entrepreneurship at the University of Colorado Boulder's Leeds School of Business. For more information, please visit deming.colorado.edu. That's D-E-M-I-N-G, and click the Creative Distillation link. Creative Distillation is produced by Joel Davis at Analog Digital Arts. Our theme music is Whiskey Before Breakfast, performed by your humble hosts, Brad and Jeff. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here for another episode of Creative Distillation. If you've enjoyed this episode, you may also enjoy Leeds Business Insights. Check them out at leeds.ly slash lbi podcast.